0: Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyhaar.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life.
1: You will always be giving them value if you know how to use words powerfully and in a way that's compelling and engaging and speaks to them and speaks their language.
0: Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is giving my listeners two months of Skillshare for free. You can get unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob2 to start your two months now. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just have to say something amazing happened yesterday. You know, you post things on Instagram all the time, but the thing I posted yesterday is literally the most popular thing I've ever posted. And I want to tell you what It says, It's basically just text. And it says, your first podcast will be awful. Your first video will be awful. Your first article will be awful. Your first art will be awful. Your first photo will be awful. Your first game will be awful. But you can't make your 50th without making your first. So get it over with and make it. I posted that. And within an hour, there was like 1500 likes and I turned around and it was like another thousand and hundreds of comments. And I just couldn't believe it. And I feel like this is the message that you need to hear. The world is so thirsty for what you have to give. And I think that everyone is scrolling, looking for this permission. Everyone is scrolling because you're a real person and guess what you're looking for? real people. So you don't have to be the expert. You don't have to have the perfect thing to say. You don't have to have the perfect blowout. You can just be yourself. In fact, the less perfect, the better. If you're taking a video and the countertops are not perfectly tidy or you're wearing your sweatpants and you have your glasses on, that could be your best friend. So it's all about just trusting that the most viral thing is authentic. It's you being you, which is what other people need. Because when I've asked this to people who do like millions of dollars in business, and they will say the things that people respond to are the things where people see themselves reflected back, right? So I want you to know in order for you to get to where you want to be, you have to give yourself permission to do it badly. And that's why I love that Ruth Sukup was here last week. I love that she is all about like, just go ahead and do it scared. So I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but she outlined all the different types of fears people could have. You know, some people are perfectionists, some people are pessimists, some people are people pleasers. That's definitely me. But at the end of the day, it's never going to not be scary. It's just about going ahead and doing it. And so I love when she said, do it badly, do it scared, and you'll be amazed at where that leads you. So I just wanted to remind you of that because it is oh so important. And I just want to let you know what's going on right now. I'm so excited about this week. I've been so excited about this week. You guys might remember I had an application up a couple months ago that I was going to do this retreat for about 12 women. And they came in last night. We had dinner at Casa Del Mar, which is my favorite hotel in Santa Monica. We had dinner and drinks overlooking the gorgeous Pacific Ocean. And it was just so powerful to be in a room with people who are ready to commit to making their happiness a priority and taking this dream side hustle and turning it into something that actually gets monetized and it is Doable. And I sat and listened, and I'm so excited because we're going into now two days of this retreat. You can come on over to my Instagram. You'll see highlights. I'll try to post photos and keep you guys in the loop of what we're doing. But I'm going to do another retreat pretty soon because I love gathering together small groups and really diving in deep. Um, So stay tuned for that. If you're having FOMO, then stay tuned for uh, there'll be an application soon for the next retreat. But I just want to remind you that. It's all here. It is doable. I would not do this show if I haven't seen so many people over and over and over again prove to me how possible it is to take your love of painting or jewelry making or baking or songwriting and turn that into a life that you love waking up to. And I'm here to continue to help be your guide. And I have so many cool things coming out and I cannot wait to keep supporting you in that. I created some questions for you to answer because I wanted to get A little bit more of a sense of where you're at and what you need so I can serve you and support you. So, you'll see a link to that survey in the show notes. But basically, I'm asking you, like, what do you really want and what's in the way? If you have a second, go ahead and fill it out because it would really help me create more content and programs and retreats and cheat sheets and Facebook lives and all the things that you are asking for. So, go ahead if you have a second and fill that out. Okay. So, today's episode is with one of my favorite people. We have the delightful Laura Belgray here with us again. She is the expert in writing copy. She's the founder of Talking Shrimp. She also runs the amazing course called The Copy Cure with the one and only Marie Forleo. She was on this show back in December, which you should go listen to if you haven't already, because it was great. In today's episode, we're getting into the nitty gritty right here today. How do you write copy that really speaks to your community, whether it's in your emails, in your email subject lines, in your headlines, in your Facebook ads. We're going to discuss why it's so crucial to really understand how to write copy and to have this skill under your belt. Because once you know how to infuse your personality into the language that resonates with your audience, your business is going to explode. So without further ado, please welcome the amazing Laura Belgray. Oh my gosh, what a treat. Laura Belgray, thank you for coming back to the show. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me back.
0: I freaking love you. (laughs) Certain people is just instantly your person. Some of you are new to the show and thanks for being here. You're going to love today's episode. And some of you have been listening since the beginning. You may remember Laura's episode. It was awesome. Laura is synonymous with just being the expert at copy, but she's also just really good at it because she's awesome. So that's part of what she's here to talk about because writing good copy, being able to show your audience that you get them, that you see them, that you understand them is so essential to growing your business. And Laura really is sort of a genius at helping you discover how to get into that zone. And she's been creating a class with Marie Forleo for years called The Copy Cure, which has been so successful because it gets people results. And so Laura, thanks for being here. I want to dive in and I want you to tell us just first of all, what does it even mean to write good copy. Let's just define our terms.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people are really intimidated by copy because they think that copy is only the words on a sales page. And people have different definitions of copy. But to me, copy is all the words that you use in your business. Yes, it's the words on your website. Yes, it's that tagline in the header, those few lines that make people stick around and make them say, oh, this is for me. But it's also... The emails that you write to your list, it's your post on Instagram or on Facebook or on LinkedIn, all the words that you use to communicate in your business and around your business.
0: Yeah. I want to give you guys a a quick example of what Laura is talking about. So I just pulled up your Instagram. So right away, just in Laura's bio, it says, copy expert and unapologetic lazy person. And then there's like a dash and it says non-sucky copy tips to give your biz some damn personality. So that's exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. that's part of telling the story that you are Laura Belgray and you stand out immediately. I want you to talk about that a little bit. Like, how do people learn to pivot away from this, like, copy means I have to be more formal? How do we get back to figuring out how to actually be more of ourselves and put more of our personality into everything that we're doing and know that that's actually the way to go.
1: I mean, that that is so important. And I think that the first thing to understand is why personality is so key in your business. First of all, it's what people look for. You know, they expect business to have personality and they expect it to be conversational um, or else they're going to ignore it. The second great benefit is that being you is the only thing you have a monopoly on. Mm. No matter what you sell, you could sell the best cupcakes in town and a cupcake shop can open down the block. That's maybe as good or not as good, but maybe people notice it more. Maybe it got a spot on TV or something like that. And the only reason people are going to choose your cupcakes over the ones down the block is because they love you. Yes, that is as long as you've been expressing yourself and giving them a sense of who you are and connecting with them So they're gonna say they're gonna be loyal and say, you know what? I don't want cupcakes from anyone but her
0: Yeah, it's so true. In fact, it reminds me because I use this example all the time but my friend natasha case was here on the show and she Created this company called cool house ice cream sandwiches, which is now a 10 million dollar company. Yeah, she's brilliant and the reason why you know them is because people want to be around Natasha, like Natasha's frickin awesome. She's cool as can be, you know, with Natasha, like her packaging, her branding, the way she talks, that's what separates it. So when you go to the freezer section, and you're looking at all of these delicacies, it just sticks out. It's like bright pink wrapping. And then it says women own and led. And you're like, what's that about? You know, that's so part of their entire story. And it's fun. And then you look at other things on the shelf. And for some reason, nothing It just doesn't grab you.
1: Exactly. Can I add something to that? Please, Um, Because people are so into her brand, right? And to into who she is and so loyal to it. Like if she decided I'm so sick of ice cream sandwiches, I never want to look at another one and I want to start selling courses, or I want to start selling face wipes, people would be okay with that. They'd be along for the ride because they love her brand. So being you allows you to pivot. And so when people know you for you rather than just the thing you sell, they will come along for the ride.
0: It's so true, and you're so good at that. So let's talk about how to set this up. How do we learn how to do what it is that you're saying? Let's talk about giving people like the permission to be messy and some prompts and some ways that they can start to like lean into this.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to start with, say, email, because we mentioned email. And I think that even if you're saying, oh, no, I don't have a list. This is something that you should work on building. It is the most powerful platform, and when you're in business and there's social media and you're hearing you have to have this and you have to have that, you have to be on Instagram and you have to be on Facebook and um, yes, I think that you should be using those platforms, but something that you post on Instagram, maybe two percent of your audience there will see it, and even fewer will respond to it.
0: Mm, so
1: true. you send an email a hundred percent well, close to a hundred percent, though depending on deliverability, but close to a hundred percent of the people you email, will get that in their inbox. Right. And we'll see the subject line and the sender.
0: Yeah, this is a really good point you're making, because sometimes I do think to myself, why does the email matter? You know, everyone's on Instagram. People don't care about email. People hate email, you know, but you're right, because most of your the way the algorithm works, most of your followers Mm -hmm. won't see your Instagram posts. So, First, I want to get into a couple pieces of this. So let's just talk for one second about what might be a couple things you could think of in creating your first opt-in. And maybe we should explain what is that?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, an opt-in is that thing where you put in your email and usually your first name and hit give it to me or I want in or sign up. You hit that button and then the person has your email. So when you're browsing on like Shopbop or Bloomingdale site and that pop-up comes up and says, you know, get 15% off your first order, sign up here, that's an opt-in. So the opt-in is where people opt in yeah. to hear from you. And right. it gives you permission to contact them. And it is incredibly important.
0: Yeah, I want to give you guys like the uh, sort of like the Daddy Warbucks orphan Annie version of this, which happened in my life. It was just sort of like this <laughs> overnight success. So just three years ago, I was pregnant with my third daughter. And I was still just doing music for a living writing music. And somebody mentioned that I should start an online course. And I signed up for Amy's old course, which is called Courses That Convert. it's Now I think it's called Digital Course Academy. So I watched the first two modules. And what she said is, okay, if you want to teach a course, if you want to do anything, you need a freebie. You need to build your list. I was like, okay, I'll get this all done in like the next three months. So she's like, come up with a freebie to build your list. Then once you have your list, you could do some kind of a webinar or masterclass. So I made this little freebie that was like the six steps to figuring out how to get your music into film and TV. And I ran a Facebook ad, not knowing anything about Facebook ads really, but I ran that ad to songwriters and 1100 people signed up in six weeks for this freebie. I then did a masterclass six weeks later for these 1100 people and 140 of them signed up for my class and I made Mm $140,000 in six weeks. It was like liquid gold. And so I want you guys to think about what freebies could look like. Laura, do you have other prompts of things people could think of as a freebie? Like, is it something informative? Is it something entertaining? Is it something interesting?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a yes, yes, and yes. It can be entertaining. It can be informative. So it really depends what business you're in. If you're selling cupcakes, it might be, you know, watch this video of how to bake the perfect cupcake at home. And you don't have to worry like, oh, no, if I show them how to bake the cupcakes, they'll never buy my cupcakes. That's not true. They will just remember you for teaching them that. Exactly. And most likely they'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this every time by myself. I want to go get the cupcake yep. or, you know, watching you make the cupcake or just reading the recipe will make them think about cupcakes. Yeah. So maybe they sign up for that recipe. And the first email you send them is one saying like, hope you love the recipe if you want to send those exact cupcakes to a friend, here's how to order a batch of them. Yeah. So you can make an offer right away, which is pretty great. And once you're in their inbox, they're more inclined to open it.
0: Yeah. Those are great examples. And now before you even get to the opt-in, there's a reason why you're even at the bottom of the screen or or on that Facebook ad ready to click. And that's because there's been something else that you saw. Let's talk about how to first deliver even that content that leads you to the opt-in. I know for myself, the way that it worked for me best was telling my story and being vulnerable and Mm -hmm. being really real. And it was like eight years ago, I was depressed. I was driving in my car and I pulled over and I didn't know how I was going to make a living with music and I felt stuck and I didn't want to wear a pantsuit. I wanted to be an artist. And I kind of just told this whole story and how like I eventually started making multi six figures, writing music for film and TV. And then at the bottom, it was like, if you want, you could click here to learn like some of the best tools I use to figuring out how to do this. And it was amazing how people clicked on it. So can you walk us through that process? Like if you're going to go to write copy what are some things to think about to get you into the zone where we go back to what you said originally, you are a person.
1: Again, it still depends on what kind of copy you're writing. Like if you are writing a post, for instance, a story is perfect. Like what is a story? How did you come to discover this? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your story that people will respond to? What was it that you needed? What was it that you were missing? So As you craft your story, you want to tell it with original detail, which is what you just did. Your story could have been a really dull, bland, general story about I really wanted to sell my music. It was all I wanted to do. And I was in a low place and blah, blah, blah. Whereas you said, I pulled the car over. I didn't want to wear a pantsuit. Mm-hmm. All those, those details make the story come to life. So um, that's one thing to keep in mind when you're writing your copy. That's if you're telling a story. Now, if you are putting together your website or a landing page, you've got to start with a headline. Headlines are everything. You know, it, it might be, I couldn't do this anymore. Something that gets our attention, what is the headline that is going to make people say, "Oh, I want that, or "Oh no, that's me," or you know whether it's yes or "Oh, crap, I need to fix that, Yeah, you need to write a headline that gets their attention, so say you're writing a sales page, I'm jumping around here, but say you're writing a sales page for a course, you don't want to start it with you know finally the course i'm I've been so excited to create like who cares? That's about you. So you do want to show your personality, but you can't make it all about you. So if you were writing a sales page for this, it might be, you know, sell your music without selling your soul. Yeah. What does that person need to hear? So often, actually, I'd say always, it is about the language that your ideal customer uses in their head or out loud. Yes. So it takes a lot of getting into, first of all, figuring out who you want to reach who is your ideal customer? What do they need to hear? What are their pain points and what are their desires? Now, when people hear about this, they might think, oh no, I don't sell something that solves a pain point. Like you might hear, if you don't solve a problem, you don't have a business. I don't believe that that at all. Do not believe that. If you sell cupcakes, it's not like, oh, the problem you're solving is hunger or a lack of cupcakes, you're serving a desire. And the desire might be for a mouthful of frosting. Mm -hmm. You're speaking to desires, but you always want to know what is in your customer's head. And this is something that you've been doing all your life. Like you're going to a party and you want your friend to come be your wing woman. Say there are two different friends you could ask. One of them is a total introvert, but she loves free food. Yeah. <laughs> so you might say to her, you might say to her, this is a totally casual party. We only have to show up for two minutes. You can come in your yoga pants and there's a free sushi bar. Right. So that's how you talk to that friend. Another friend is like totally swinging on the prowl, wants to meet a hot guy or girl. So you might say to her, this is like the hottest party ever. It's actually going to be filled with models. Who are single, you've got to come. So you're talking about it in two different ways to two different people based on what their desires are. So you always have to think about what are what are the desires and pain points of your customer and speak to those.
0: I love it. I've heard recently so many different ways of, of saying this that I love. And, and the thing is, if you know in your soul that what you have to offer is great, then you need to figure out how to tell the story in a way that people want it because otherwise they're not going to come. Like when Daniel Pink was here, I love how he said people have a hard time with sales and they don't realize that if you have something that's going to make a material difference in someone's life, if you don't share that, he said, that's like a moral obligation that you need to be doing that. I was like, wow, what a way to spin that. All right. I'm loving this conversation. But before we go on, a quick thanks to our sponsor. Chances are, if you're listening to this show, then you are seeking to grow, to expand your knowledge, to really take a deep dive into that journey of lifelong learning. That's why I know you're going to love Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can take classes in tons of different topics like marketing or entrepreneurship or even branding, you name it they have it. Maybe you want to be picking up a new skill for your day job or figuring out your next side hustle project or pursuing a long time passion. Either way, Skillshare has classes for you. And you guys know I'm a huge fan of Skillshare. Lately, I've been taking classes on making the most of Instagram because I love using Instagram and connecting with you guys on there. But I think I could just take this to a whole nother level. So it's been really helpful to have some lessons on brand consistency and how to really maximize those hashtags and captions. And if you already mastered your Instagram, well, they also have classes on all kinds of things like like hand lettering, music production, web design, whatever your business or passion is, they're bound to have a class for you. So you can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob two. That's the number two. That's right. Skillshare is offering you two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob two to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash dreamjob two. I want to go back to something specific and I want to relate it to email. If chances are that the only thing somebody's going to read is your subject line, how do we crack the code on writing good subject lines?
1: Okay. I'm going to give you a little sneaky trick before I dive into subject lines. It's the subject line, but also that first bit of preview text, Mm. depending on how you've set, like on your settings and how much of it you see. Most people sending a newsletter, make the mistake of making that preview text. They don't set it this way, but that preview text naturally will say something like, you know, can't see these images, you know, read this on the blog. It says newslettery stuff. Yeah. So this is a sneaky little trick and it requires being a tiny bit techie using code, but it's so easy. It's a copy pasting. You can change the preview text of your email and make it say anything that you want in that first line. So you can change it to something that makes sure it's intriguing, yep. has some tension in it mm-hmm. and make sure that they will open it along with the subject mm-hmm. line. So that's my trick is like, look at all the preview text and what stands out to you and what, what made you open it and make yours do that yep. too. Keep that in mind when you, okay. So now
0: I love that, but the
1: subject line, curiosity is the number one thing mm-hmm. that you want to put in your subject line. If it's something very specific, like a tip, say I'm writing something about writing emails, I might say, don't write another email till you do this. Yep. And the this, that specificity will get somebody to open it. Oh, I want to know what this is. Our minds are wired to solve problems. Can
0: I tell you something? When I was um, Mm -hmm. starting out 15 years ago and my job full time was writing music and I was trying to get my music into the hands of people at nbc and all of this stuff i would always like send these emails that were really like sort of just like fun and casual this is one that comes to mind because i remember sending this email and the subject line was pumpkin spice lattes and then a plus sign and then it said corduroy pants because I knew Mm -hmm. that if I wrote pumpkin spice lattes plus corduroy pants, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Like I at least want to open it. And the reason I remember writing these is because I would write these short and sweet emails and I would always say something related to like what was going on. So I'd say something like, and let's say it was like, Halloween time I'd say hey Christy what'd you dress up for as Halloween or are you over that I have a one-year-old and so you know I got to eat all the sugar daddies I want and below is a photo of her and then I'd like have like one more line in there. Like I'd ask her a specific question, by the way, this is like a Tim Ferriss move to like, ask a specific question that people can engage with you on. So you can get that volley back and forth. Like I'd say, you know, since I know you love music, I'm just curious, like what was the last song you listened to in your car or something just quick and easy. That's like a fun thing to want to answer. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd be like, you know, hope the rest of your fall is great. I'm so glad the pumpkin spice lattes are back at Starbucks. So then I would use like what one little thing I said in the email and I'd put it in the subject line. So like it made sense by the time they get to the end of the email, why I said pumpkin spice lattes and the corduroy might've been because in the picture she I'm wearing corduroy pants or she is, or I would be related. And sure enough, I would develop these relationships with these people at these studios. And then when it finally came time to listen to the song, hopefully I wrote something that had them in mind also and solved their problems in terms of the kinds of stuff they needed. But then it was like a slam dunk and people were like, how are you getting all these songs on TV? I'm like, because I make relation, I make friends with people. And so you have to figure out how to stand out. And I love what you're talking about with these emails. Like, can you get back in this headspace of being playful, of being silly, of being um, more mm-hmm. of a person and less of a robot, less of a suit? And that's, that's really what works, that whole sort of vibe. But I think that people, again, I'd love to give them a little assignment what kind of prompt, how can you help them sit down in front of their laptop when they're finishing the show and think about, I want to just at least give this a try?
1: Well, I would start by brainstorming, open up a blank Google Doc yeah. and like whatever it is that you want to talk about. First of all, you might have already written the story, written the email, or you might not have yet. Whether you're writing headlines or subject lines, come up with 50. Keep pushing yourself. Just Write stupid ones, write garbage. It doesn't, Ugh, don't this edit assignment. yourself, yeah. just keep going. Write 50 hints about what this is. If you're writing a subject line. You can pretend that you are, that you're talking to a kid. How would I get a kid to try and guess what this is about? I love that. If you're writing a sentence, try all different versions of that sentence. For instance, I recently wrote an email about how long should an email be? And I might first try it very straightforward. How long should an email be? And then it might end up with like, just how long? Yeah. So I might do how long question yeah. mark, how long exclamation point, um, how long is it? That's what she said. Um, I just oh, so <laughs> I might just cute. keep on, keep going and keep going. Come up with at least 50 yep. if you're just starting out. That's awesome. And you want to look over them and kind of squint at them say like, which one would make me open mm-hmm. it up? How can I make this appeal to someone's ego? Yeah. Like I just recently wrote one. The subject line is, if you were to get it in your inbox, it would say in quotation marks, I'm in love with Kathy. (laughs) Now you're going to open that, right?
0: Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? You had something in your Instagram that I loved. It was a couple weeks ago. And you said, if you tag me, it better be about me. My ego hates false (laughs) alarms. And it's just like, everyone relates to that. Before you go, I just wanted to set up an idea, but I want to leave you guys with a mission. And I want you to start to think about diving into this. And there's so many great tools out there in the world, including Laura's Copy Cure class and Amy Porterfield's free podcast. But I want to leave you guys with something to really know. This is going to be your work if you want to build and scale your business. And here's what it is. You need to think about having this arc and long conversation with your audience. And by the way, we live in a time that's so special, like unlike any other, everyone's a click away, like pretty much the whole world is a click away from you on your phone. So it's pretty amazing what you can do. And there's room for you, but build your audience. So I want you guys to think about this as a mission, you need to look at it like I'm going to build a content calendar, I'm going to make content, emails, opt-ins, conversation, branding, like understanding how to speak the language of my tribe, this needs to be front and center. And then it's sort of like being a farmer and you keep watering the land, watering the land. And then when it's time for the harvest, the spring is there and things are blooming because you've spent the time nurturing it. And that's what it means. You have to make friends and nurture them. So it's the same thing with anything. So I want you guys to think about how can I start to create a whole sort of strategy of like, maybe once a month I do a blog post and at the end of every one and in the middle of every one, there's a way to opt in for a freebie. Maybe I'm going to uh, make some videos every day on Instagram, or maybe it's going to be in the form of podcasts. But I need to start thinking about this because when you can spend time focusing on this stuff, you guys, you never have to worry about selling anything. It's like first grow your audience and make sure that you make them feel seen
1: and A huge part of that is being consistent, being prolific. It pays to be prolific, to put your stuff out there on a consistent basis. Like I recommend at least once a week, like you want to be, especially in people's inboxes, at least once a week that keeps you top of mind. It makes them feel like you have a relationship with them. And like once a month is okay. Um, If once a week intimidates you too much, like start with something, but I recommend being there. A lot. The more, the better. Don't worry that you're going to be annoying. Yeah. Don't worry that no one's going to want to hear from you. They do. Yeah. They've signed up to hear from yeah. you. And also don't worry that what you have to say has already been said before. Because mm. people think like, uh, well, everything I have to say, someone else said, and they said it better. Yeah. Is absolutely not true. Yes, everything you have to say, somebody else has yeah. said, but there's someone out there who needs to hear it from yeah. you.
0: And the truth is, there are certain things, especially when we have our audience in mind, and you make them feel seen. I often think, and sometimes I actually say this on Instagram, like, stop and ask yourself, like, what are you scrolling for? Like, what are you looking to see? And I think that Mm -hmm. you can never hear certain things enough. Like you can never Mm -hmm. hear the fact that you're enough, enough. You can never hear to stop comparing yourself to other people on Instagram enough. You can never hear that another person has struggled and kept going enough. I mean, we need this stuff so much. And there's room for every person and consistency is so huge. When Morgan Harper Nichols was here just a week ago, she was talking about how like two years ago, she was like broke and didn't know what she was going to be doing with her life. She now has over 500,000 followers on Instagram. But the thing that she did is she kept her audience in mind, wrote to them, and created a piece of poetry every single day and posted it on an Instagram. In fact, she had a brilliant model, which was, how will I be inspired to write something real? I won't know what to write. So she asked her audience, can you write me your story and what you're going through? And I'll create something just for you. And she did it every single day and grew an audience. And now that she has an audience of 540,000, she can do whatever she wants. Because Mm -hmm. as soon Mm -hmm. as you have a tribe like that, a piece of that tribe will convert to anything. They just want to be a part of your life. They love you.
1: Yes. And I'll point out that just her ask for them, that was copy. Like she had to think about that or maybe it came naturally from her. But there were so many different ways that could have gone. She could have said, ask me anything about myself. Yeah. And they would have been like, no, it would have been crickets.
0: Mm, That's interesting.
1: Right? but you ask people something specific about themselves, they are delighted. Um, That's one thing. And another point is that is a great way to start. If you keep asking, like, how does someone start? You can ask people to talk about themselves and they will talk to you all day long. And then you can use that to write back. You can use that to write your emails. You can use that to write your poems, anything. I
0: love that. And I love that we got to this part of the conversation because I wasn't planning to, but it's so everything. I'm so glad. But the other day we sent an email out to my list and I really genuinely meant it. And in the email, I just said, how would you like to collaborate with me? And people Mm -hmm. wrote the coolest ideas. Kathy, I make murals. I'm so glad you asked. I'd love to take some of your quotes and do this. Yes, yes, yes. So I started making lists of all these awesome human beings I'm going to do stuff with. And it was just amazing how quickly people responded. Like, how can I collaborate with you? These are the things I love. And you know how to do this. You've made friends at summer camp. You made friends the first day of school. Keep doing what you would do in your business. Listen to them. Give them ways to engage with you. Help them talk about themselves. Make space for that. Just keep listening
1: and they'll tell you exactly what to make and what they need. Exactly. And when you mentioned value and people start to think, oh no, um, to deliver value, I have to teach something. Mm. That is not the only form of value. You're delivering value if you make someone feel something. Mm. If you distract them from their day a little bit, when they want to be distracted, you entertain them, you make them laugh, you make them cry, you make them see something differently, or most of all, you make them say, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Thank exactly. God. Thank God I'm not alone. So there's so many different forms of value that you can deliver and create. And you will always be giving them value if you know how to use words powerfully and in a way that's compelling and engaging and speaks to them and speaks their own 100, language. A hundred
0: thousand percent. I love that you just said that. I think we're so quick to have imposter syndrome that those words are also they're so paralyzing sometimes. It's like value. Oh, forget it. I can't do this. Right. I don't have any value. Exactly. The greatest value you could ever give another person is just making a space for them to feel what they feel and making it okay. So I want to close it out by saying, Laura has a course that she created with Marie Forleo, which I don't think could be cooler on any level. If you ever want to learn copy (laughs) or do anything copy related, just quickly tell us about the copy cure.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So the copy cure is... First of all, by far the most fun and engaging and binge-watchable program on copy that exists. And we designed it because people struggle so much with copy and get so uptight about it and think that it has to be a certain way. Um, And being themselves in their copy, which is essential, especially now. So... It is designed with that at its heart, helping you find your voice and express it all through your business in words that make people say, yes, I want I that. It. I need that. I've got to buy it from mm-hmm. you. And we've built it out in the last year. Last year, we just totally transformed it. And I teach a masterclass on email um, we have one from Joanna Weeb, who's like coined the term conversion copywriting about mining the words of your customers so that you don't have to come up with a single word yourself. Mm-hmm. So we have that, and then I'm doing all these lives, um, almost weekly, I think, or maybe more than weekly, live sessions. There are Q&A sessions, and I'll do these copy teardowns. Oh my God. I don't think we even, we, I don't call them teardowns. I think we call them build-ups for copy reviews, because we don't tear anyone down. But I show you how you can tweak your copy really easily. That's awesome
0: that that feedback is built into this process, and so it's not just like a yeah. passive set of videos that you're watching. Like, it's really interactive. And that is open for enrollment till the 15th? Till
1: May 15th.
0: Awesome. Yes. And yeah, we'll link to it in the show notes. I mean, I can't imagine learning coffee from two better people than you and Marie Forleo And you want to help people learn to grow a business from that place of being so genuine and authentic and be more of themselves. It's awesome.
1: Yes. You don't have to be the coolest. You can be a total dork. You can be awkward and play that up. And what I love about the copy cure is that it gives you the courage to show yourself in your copy and not pretend to be somebody else. It also helps you get over writer's block, which is something that we all struggle with. Mm -hmm. I've struggled with it a ton. Marie has struggled with it a ton. We still do. And we have all these tools that we use ourselves Mm -hmm. to get over it and to get writing and to get something on the page. Um, because you really are depriving people. Yep. If you don't get your ideas out there, if you don't get your words out there, if you don't get your stuff out. Totally.
0: hundred percent. And you guys, this is the tool, right? Like what I set out before, and I said, this is the mission. If you choose to accept it, like if you want to scale your business, you're going to need to create an audience and engage with them. And there's so many ways to do that. And in order to put all of that into play, you're going to need to write good copy and you're going to need to figure out how to be yourself. And so that throughout the course of of, of a week and a month and over the course of a year and two years, you're really showing up as yourself. And it's everything for your business. It's create that audience and everything else is going to go so smooth. So thank you for being here. Um, Whether you guys join the copy cure or you just start following Laura, you're in for such a treat. Um, And I would suggest like just get on Laura's list because reading her emails it is in and of itself a masterclass. So just get in on that at the very least. Uh, thank you, Laura, for being here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Oh, my gosh, I could literally talk to Laura all day long. And I do we voxer each other all day long. She always has so many juicy nuggets of advice. So here are some takeaways. Number one, you have a monopoly on being you don't be afraid to let your personality shine. Number two, when people get to know, like, and trust you, you can pivot your business anywhere and they're gonna stay with you for the ride. Number three, use original details to illustrate your story and that's what people respond to. Number four, figure out who you wanna serve. What are their pain points? What are their desires? What can you say that makes them go, yeah, that's me. Number five, create curiosity and tension and intrigue in your language. Number six, open up a blank document like a Google Doc or an Evernote and come up with 50 different ways to say the same thing. Just let it be messy. Number seven, be prolific and be consistent. Nurture that relationship. Number eight, ask your audience to talk about themselves and then respond. And number nine, you'll always provide value if you can use words powerfully that engage and speak to your community. All right, guys. Well, I love you so much and I'm here for you. Come on over and say hi to me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I read all of my DMs and I reply to as many as I can. So come on over there and say hello. Also, you can join our awesome Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, which now has over 10,000 people. It is such a supportive place to be. We encourage you to drop your links, tell us what's going on with you, share your work. So come on over there. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and take a second and either share this episode or another episode share your favorite episode with a friend or your sister or somebody who you work with. It might be the thing that really helps them through their day. It might inspire them. So please go ahead and share the show. It always helps us when you leave a rating or review. So if you haven't done that yet, please do. But thank you. Thank you for listening. I know that you could be doing so many other things with your time and it means the world that you're here. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. They say that
2: home is where the heart is. So what am I to do? Won't you teach me how to trust this? Nothing lasts forever